I spoke of my lady a line or two back. Now the diamond could never have been in our house where it was lost if it had not been made a present of to my lady's daughter, and my lady's daughter would never have been in existence to have the present if it had not been for my lady who, with pain and travail, produced her into the world. Consequently, if we begin with my lady, we are pretty sure of beginning far enough back. And that, let me tell you, when you have got such a job as mine in hand, is a real comfort at starting. If you know anything of the fashionable world, you have heard tell of the three beautiful Miss Herncastles, Miss Adelaide, Miss Caroline, and Miss Julia, this last being the youngest and the best of the three sisters in my opinion, and I had opportunities of judging, as you shall presently see. I went into the service of the old lord, their father, Thank God we have got nothing to do with him in this business of the diamond. He had the longest tongue and the shortest temper of any man, high or low, I ever met with. I say I went into the service of the old lord as page-boy-in-waiting on the three honourable young ladies at the age of fifteen years. There I lived till Miss Julia married the late Sir John Verinder, an excellent man who only wanted somebody to manage him, and, between ourselves, he found somebody to do it and, what is more, he throve on it and grew fat on it and lived happy and died easy on it, dating from the day when my lady took him to church to be married to the day when she relieved him of his last breath and closed his eyes forever. I have omitted to state that I went with the bride to the bride's husband's house and lands down here. Sir John, she says, I can't do without Gabriel Betteridge. My lady, says Sir John, I can't do without him either. That was his way with her and that was how I went into his service. It was all one to me where I went, so long as my mistress and I were together. Seeing that my lady took an interest in the out-of-door work and the farms and such like, I took an interest in them too, with all the more reason that I was a small farmer's seventh son myself. My lady got me put under the bailiff, and I did my best and gave satisfaction, and got promotion accordingly. Some years later, on the Monday as it might be, my lady says, Sir John, your bailiff is a stupid old man. Pension him liberally, and let Gabriel Betteridge have his place. On the Tuesday, as it might be, Sir John says, My lady, the bailiff is pensioned liberally, and Gabriel Betteridge has got his place. You hear more than enough of married people living together miserably. Here is an example to the contrary. Let it be a warning to some of you, and an encouragement to others. In the meantime, I will go on with my story. Well, there I was in Clover, you will say, placed in a position of trust and honour, with a little cottage of my own to live in, with my rounds on the estate to occupy me in the morning, and my accounts in the afternoon, and my pipe and my Robinson Crusoe in the evening. What more could I possibly want to make me happy? Remember what Adam wanted when he was alone in the Garden of Eden, and if you don't blame it in Adam, don't blame it in me. The woman I fixed my eye on was the woman who kept house for me at my cottage. Her name was Selina Gobi. I agree with the late William Cobbett about picking a wife. See that she chews her food well and sets her foot down firmly on the ground when she walks, and you're all right. Selina Gobi was all right in both these respects, which was one reason for marrying her. I had another reason likewise entirely of my own discovering. Selina, being a single woman, made me pay so much a week for her board and services. Selina, being my wife, couldn't charge for her board, 
and would have to give me her services for nothing. That was the point of view I looked at it from. Economy, with a dash of love. I put it to my mistress, as in duty bound, just as I had put it to myself. I have been turning Selina Gobi over in my mind, I said, and I think, my lady, it will be cheaper to marry her than to keep her. My lady burst out laughing and said she didn't know which to be most shocked at, my language or my principles. Some joke tickled her, I suppose, of the sort that you can't take unless you are a person of quality. Understanding nothing myself but that I was free to put it next to Selina, I went and put it accordingly. And what did Selina say? Lord, how little you must know of women if you ask that. Of course she said yes. As my time drew nearer and there got to be talk of my having a new coat for the ceremony, my mind began to misgive me.